Hi, I'm Michelle Brooks. Welcome to Endo Matters. This is a podcast that helps women with endometriosis get in control of their condition, no longer letting it control them. I'll be asking you, the listener, what help you would like and giving you tips on how you can live a better life with endo. After all, endo does matter. Hello listeners and welcome to this month's episode of Endo Matters. At the time of this episode going live, it will be a new year. So happy 2022 to each and every one of you. I wish you and your family the most healthy and prosperous year ahead. And I really hope that you get to achieve what it is that you set out to achieve this year, which takes me to what this episode is going to be all about today, which is about goal setting. But it's not about goal setting in the sense of the world word that we're going to say that we want to earn X amount of pounds, own a Ferrari or go on holiday to a wild and wonderful destination. It can be that if you want it to be. But where I'm going to go today is um, talking all about endometriosis and how we can set ourselves up for an amazing year ahead when we have a condition such as this. So this episode aims to help you prioritise your health and find out where you need to be focusing on especially when you live with endometriosis. It's one of those conditions, endometriosis, that is so multifaceted that often we don't know where to start. You know, women can have bloating, they can have brain fog, they can have lots of pain. And all of these things together, you never know where to start. So when I start to work with a woman, I do this exercise, what I'm going to talk you through today. And it really helps to work through things one by one instead of like really overwhelming yourself with everything. And again, you know, if we go back to goal setting, we can do that at this time of year as well. And, you know, just think that we're we're putting too much pressure on ourselves to achieve things where if we just focus on that one thing, then maybe we would get to it rather than trying to focus on it as a whole. So over the last few years, I've been working with women to help them with their endometriosis symptoms. If you've been listening to my podcast over the last sort of eight, eight, nine months, you will know that that's a thing that I do. Um, And again, this is one of the exercises that I get them to do, do to determine where they need to start. So let's begin. Take out a fresh piece of paper if you like me, who's a bit old school and likes to write things down, or you can open a blank screen on your computer if you prefer to type. Write down on each line or type on each line each thing separately. So you're going to have bloating, pain, brain fog, low energy, painful sex, poor sleep, infertility, low mood, dizziness and fainting. So you've got a line for each of those different symptoms. And I want you to think about for you personally, it's not about anybody else this, it's about just you personally, which one of these causes you the most discomfort, pain, the most annoyance in your life. So if bloating for you is the main thing, the main thing that you suffer with the most, put a number 10 at the side of that. If poor sleep, you're quite a good sleeper, then put a number one. So the most severe case is number 10. The least severe case is number one. So each one of those things that I've just asked you to note down, put a number from one to 10 on a scale of how bad it is for you. Then have a look and see what score is on each one. And what you want to do is just to prioritise those ones that are the highest, obviously. 
So if everything's at a 10, then obviously you are at a really bad um, point in your in your um, condition. So what I would do there is just to pick one for now and start to work on that. So pick one that you would like to then firstly um, start to work on and then we'd work our way through them separately. But if you've got like some in the ones, some in the twos, maybe some in the eights, some out of ten, pick that one thing that is the most severe for you. Then what you need to do when you've got that one thing is start to write action points for each one. Um, that one that you've picked, start to put action points in of where you are going to go, what you're going to do to help yourself to get to the bottom of this particular symptom. Now, if you don't know where to start or what to do, then obviously you may know somebody on Facebook, Instagram. You might know somebody professionally that could maybe help you with that area. And then obviously there's always me that you can message, email, um, reach out to and, and see if I can help you with any of these areas too. But I'm going to give you some little pointers and some action points under each of these headings, just so that you can maybe think about what it is that you can do. You can make your own. If there's something else that you feel that would be better for you, that's absolutely fine. But I'm just going to give you some indicators just so that you can then start to look into where it is you can start and get some action points in place. So starting with bloating, if you don't know, I run a five day beat the bloat challenge every month on Facebook. So if you don't know anywhere to start with bloating, that could be a good place. It's free of charge. You don't have to pay any money. You just come and join a group of women that are in the same position of you that want to help with the bloating. And we discover which foods are causing us the bloating. And I give you tips and pointers of where you can go to help with this, con with, with this um, symptom. So things like eating loads of greens is one of the things, um, getting enough water in, uh, looking at your stress levels, looking at how you're exercising, all of those kind of good stuff is included in this five day challenge. So again, if that is something that you've been suffering for long term, even if you've not got endometriosis, you know, I have women who join me on that challenge that don't have endometriosis and don't even know what it is. That's absolutely fine. My aim is to help women to feel healthy, not just women with endometriosis. That's just a specialised area I work in. But Yes, um, if you want to join us, then look out for it on Facebook or Instagram or private message me and just ask when the next one is and you're always very welcome to join that. So that's one point. My other kind of suggestion would be to follow an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. And again, if you don't know what that is, have a little look up on the internet, have a look at some of my posts on Facebook. I talk about it a lot and tell you what foods um, are in an anti-inflammatory plan. I do a lot of this on the podcast, probably early on, probably episode two or three. Um, I talk a lot about this as well. So have a little look back over those and you can get some more information there. Um, write down everything that stresses you out and then sub action plan of what you can do to help with that stress. A lot of bloating issues, IBS problems are caused by stress. The stomach is the second brain. The brain is linked to the gut and these things can... Um, take over the whole body when you're stressed. So if you're having bloating, then it could be that there's something going on with the gut or the brain is hindering the gut, vice versa. So have a little look into that of what is actually stressing you out. Write a, um, a note of everything in your life that's causing you stress, work, family, home, whatever it is for you, write that down. And then at the side of that, 
write down what you can do personally to help yourself with that. I always suggest that five minutes a day for yourself that includes no one else but you to listen to a piece of music, go for a little walk outside and get some fresh air, whatever it is for you that will take you out of your everyday life for just five minutes a day. We've all got five minutes, you know, not telling you to take two hours, three hours out of your day, just five minutes. And this can massively help with stress. It's um, it's proven that if you do this five minutes a day, every single day, then your stress levels will absolutely reduce. Other things that can help with bloating, um, you can put on your action points, um, doing some exercise. Again, you know, if we're sedentary, then the digestive system doesn't work as well. So if we do some exercise that's right for you, again, listen back to some of my podcasts. I talk a lot about what exercise might be right for you. Don't just go out there and start doing what some celebs doing. Do what you feel is right for your body. And then my last kind of action point is eat slowly without any interruption in a calm and quiet place. This makes a hell of a lot of difference as well to bloating. So um, when we eat on the run, when we eat too quickly, then again, the digestion process is so hindered that um, it either slows down or speeds up. And that's when we can get like problems with toilet issues, et cetera, et cetera. But the the bloating can be a massive hindrance when we are eating too quickly. Next thing I'm going to cover is pain. So what action points can we put in place to help us with pain? And again, everybody who has endometriosis, I can't even say it today, can I? Endometriosis. Everybody that has it has pain in different ways, in different areas. So I'm just going to talk in general here of general things that you can do, but make sure it's specific to you and your specific pain. So get familiar with the three tiers that I actually work with. And again, go back to episode two that talks about the three tiers. Once they start working in synergy, so working with your nutrition, your exercise and your stress management, then this pain can massively reduce. It's what's helped me with pain massively. I used to be in about probably if you put a scale of one to 10 of pain, I was probably on about a scale 10 every single month. Now I'm on about a scale three. And that has been through my hard work of working with these three tiers constantly over time and really sticking to what I preach. So I don't teach anything that I haven't tried myself. So have a look over these three tiers and just see what you can put in place from those three tiers that will help you with your pain. Another action plan you can do is working around your cycle. This can massively accommodate your pain. So knowing when you are going to be due on, making um, a note or having an app. I use an app on um, a free app that is um, called Clue. There's another one called Flow, there's Balance app, there's loads of apps out there that are free of charge that you can download onto your phone and track daily. So what I would do is, again, there's podcast on this as well, so have a little look back over previous episodes. I'm not going to go into that much detail, but basically seven days before you're due on, make sure that you're slowing down, that your exercise is coherent with how you're feeling, that you're slowing down your exercise and not going too hard at it, that your nutrition is on point and that you're getting enough rest. That's basically the action plans I would put in place with that. Um, But yeah, tracking is so important when you've got endometriosis. It's absolutely changed my life and it's changed lives of other people that I speak to that have this condition. So just make sure that you're on top of that. Booking some reflexology. Again, a brilliant episode that I recorded with the lovely Chris Madden. um, He's a brilliant reflexologist. 
he's just one person. But there's loads of reflexologists. If you listen to this in other parts of the country than, than where I'm recording, there's brilliant reflexologists up and down the country. Um, even if you're listening from abroad, you know, um, I've been to Thailand, had a ma- brilliant um, reflexologist session, Cambodia, anywhere like that will do you an amazing um, reflexology session. And when you've got endometriosis, this is something that will help you balance, balances the hormones, balances the endocrine system and just makes you feel really relaxed. So it's something that I would definitely put on an action plan to help with pain. Know which painkillers help you. Again, I take one brand of um, painkillers that helps me. I'm not going to tell you which, probably have done in previous episodes, but I want it to be your decision of what helps you. Everybody's different. Some people can take codeine, others can't. Some people can take really strong painkillers, others can't. It has to be what is right for you and you need to talk to your doctor about that. I can't tell you what to take. So just go to your doctor, talk about pain relief and find the one that's right for you. And again, know what exercises you can do to relieve pain. There's certain positions for me that help to reduce it. Um, I've talked about again in the previous episodes, leaning over a few cushions, um, knees bent in a, like a um, child's pose position, if you know yoga, placing them in a big stack pile and leaning over them. That's something that helps me. But again, know what position gets you comfortable and will help to relieve that pain. Breathe into it. Make sure that you are um, relaxed and breathing really like deep breaths. And that can, again, help to manage pain. So, again, that could be on your action point if you think it can help. Again, I'm going through all of these points just to give you some ideas. You write down which of them will help you and then you go with that action point. Brain fog. Anybody with this condition will know what this is. Anybody going through menopause will know what this is. It is something that is so bloody annoying. It really is. You can get mid-sentence, forget what you're talking about, and people think you're an idiot. I get I get it all the time. You've probably heard me in podcasts that I'll like start saying something, and I'll probably forget what I've just said. It's just something that we have to really deal with, but we can get on top of it if we use some um, some of these suggestions that I'm going to give you here. So where I would probably start with brain fog is researching into the gut and investing in a really good prebiotic. I've been taking a prebiotic now for about a year. I've I must admit, I don't take it um, as consistently as as I should. And that's probably why I get it still. But I have noticed that when I take it consistently, so say I have a good month and I've been taking it really regularly, then my brain fog will be significantly less. And, And I know that as I'm getting definitely towards the perimenopause and menopause, that it's going to get even worse. And um, I do, I do. It's something that is on my list for 2022 that I am going to consistently take my prebiotics. It makes such a difference. So again, I'm not going to tell you which prebiotic to take. You're going to research it yourself. You're going to find out which one is the best for you. Um, All I would say is make sure it um, contains some beta-glucans. So um, that that is a really good, natural, um, gentle gut cleanser. You can get ones that are quite harsh. And again, when you've got endometriosis, you've probably got IBS symptoms and I don't want you having something too harsh. So just go for the ones that have got beta-glucans because they're a little bit more gentle on the gut. Take an omega-3 supplement um, because, again, that really helps with brain function. I come, a lot of, I come along a lot of vegans and vegetarians. Um, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. But chances are when you're vegan or vegetarian, you've not got any omega-3 because you can't produce it naturally in the body. 
So um, you do need to take a supplement. And if you're not keen on taking a fish supplement, then um, you can take an algae supplement. Algae is actually what gives the fish the omega-3. So um, there's nothing wrong at all with taking an, um, an algae instead of a, a fish omega-3. But again, if you aren't bothered about taking fish omega-3, then research again, find the best one for you, but just make sure it's a sustainably sourced one and it's not got levels of um, lead or mercury in it because that is so important. You can get other deficiencies from having that. So make sure it's a good quality omega-3. Again, if you want any advice on this, you can always message me and I'll point you in the right direction. Other thing for brain fog, slow down and take regular breaks. Blakes? breaks away from technology. I would say about five minutes every hour if you're at a computer, that just um, if you need a reminder, set a timer on your phone, walk away from the computer. Even if you're just going to make a brew, it takes your mind off of that work for just five minutes. And again, when we bombard our brain, our brain, our brain all the time with all of this information, we get fatigued. And then someone asks you the simplest of questions and you don't know your own name, you know, it, it's, it's, it can be that bombarded with other stuff that you're just overwhelmed. So taking that little five minute break every hour, if you're at a computer, for instance, for all of that time, or you're concentrating on something for all of that time, make sure you take those little breaks just to make sure that your brain isn't overwhelmed. And then very simply, just take some more rest, especially around the time of the month. It can make all the difference. If we're keeping going, keeping going, keeping going, then the brain gets fatigued as well as the body. So just take some rest. It's quite simple. Just take some rest. Put that on your action point as number one, I would say. Rest is so important for the body, mind and spirit. So rest. Low energy. Again, tracking the cycle can massively help with your energies. I'm not saying that you're not going to get low. You're not going to see a dip in your energy, but it will help to kind of balance it out a little bit more than what it probably has been. I know for me, for instance, before I started following any kind of plan, my energy used to massively dip probably a week before my period was due. And it was literally, um, I always give this example, but I'm going to use it again. Um, lying on bed one day, husband shouts me in from the other room to come and look at some decorating he'd done. And it like absolutely floored me from walking from one bedroom to the next. And that's just not normal. So I knew that there was something I needed to do to help with this energy dip. And I think probably the way I started was, again, quite simply tracking the cycle, write down that, that down on your list again as a priority, tracking the cycle, knowing when I needed to slow down. And again, you know, when you slow down at that time and give yourself that rest, give yourself that brain space, then your energy kind of balances out a little bit more. And again, I'm not saying that it won't be lower than at any other time of the month, but because you're nurturing it and not trying to fight it, it's going to balance out a little bit more. And then when you do like get out of your period and you get that higher energy, you kind of like, I don't know, it just, it just feels a lot more natural rhythm rather than going up, down, up, down, up, down all the time. It kind of balances. It's just a little bit lower and then it goes a little bit higher instead of like being at a massive low and a massive high. So again, tracking that cycle, slowing down, making sure you're eating the right things, making sure you're exercising, making sure your stress is on top of all of these things. The three tiers are bang out on about all helps with this low energy. Again, I've mentioned before, know when you need to have more rest. Very important. Adapt your exercise around the period. Again, I've talked about this loads, but just know what exercise you need to do at what time of the month. 
um, and look at your nutrition as well and find out what nutrients you could be lacking. Um, again, I'm going to go back to vegans and vegetarians that generally don't realize that um, by not having any meat in the diet that they need B12. Um, and I'm not just talking about people who are vegan and vegetarians. Actually, a lot of us do lack B12. Um, a lot of the meats we eat is not high enough in it. So you need to take a supplement. I'm not saying that you have to go out and buy it now. But again, research if you are lacking in that B12, look at the symptoms and then maybe introduce that into your diet. Other things, maybe this time of the year, as in it's going out, it's probably January. So um, we are lacking a lot in vitamin C, vitamin D, not enough daylight. So again, when we are low in energy, it could be due to these lacking nutrients or minerals. So just have a little look into that research for yourself. Find out what it is maybe for you. And again, if you want any further help with that, maybe look up a naturopath or a, a qualified nutritionist and see if they can help you find your deficiencies because again low energy can be a sign of not having the right nutrients painful sex again we've had a brilliant um lady on talking about this way back when i think it was about episode four or five and um Gemma sawyer she was talking about this in quite a lot of depth so again, if you want any more information on this, you can look at that. But again, your action points might be completely different to what she suggests. But where I would start again is track your cycle. See whether sex is more painful at one time of the month than the other. If it is, then maybe abstain at that point or find a way of making it a little bit more comfortable for yourselves. Know which positions are better than others. I've always said that women with endo, we can't really lie flat we need to be tilted a little bit. So always have, if you're on your back, I'm getting a little bit personal here, but if you're on your back, tilt up the pelvis a little more and that makes it a little bit more comfortable. But again, know which is right for you, which is not comfortable and just talk to your partner and say, I can't, blank, point blank, can't do that because it's too uncomfortable for me. And if they have a lot of respect for you, then they will actually listen to that and you won't have to put yourself in that position again. Um, last kind of action point and a really, really great one. Again, Michaela Abenson talked about this on her podcast is pelvic therapy and hip opening. A lot of us with this condition have a really bad pelvic floor. So doing pelvic floor exercises can massively help with our um, sex lives because if um, we are really tense in this area, then obviously when we're trying to have some kind of fun, then things can be a little bit tense and a little bit uncomfortable. So if we work on the pelvic floor, this often can help us to know how to relax in this area. Also hip opening because we get very tight in the hips. And again, when we're um, in these kind of positions and things, we can tighten up and get really, really stressed and, and, and tighten up. So if you've got that lovely hip and pelvis opening, then often it can really help. Next point, poor sleep. Again, I could go on, go on all day about this. Um, sleep is one of the most important things that we need as humans. I think after food and water, probably sleep is the next. When you're lacking in sleep, everything, everything is set out of sync. So your diet can go out of the, um, you know, out the window. You can like feel too sluggish to exercise. So everything is a buildup. And especially when we've got endometriosis, sleep is something that will help us. And I always suggest to women with endo that we get enough sleep in the run-up again to the period so that um, we are rested and our body is ready for what is going to be thrown at us. 
But action points for sleep, I would say investigate again your nutrition. Are you lacking in magnesium? Magnesium can really help with sleep. So I would say take a um, magnesium supplement probably about an hour before bed and that will massively help. Get to bed at a good time. Try and be the same time every night. I know I am very, very guilty of not going to bed at the same time every night, but it does massively help. If you know you're in bed by a certain time, you're asleep by a certain time and you're getting up at a certain time, you're definitely going to get your seven or eight hours in sleep rather than like, oh, I'm going to wing it, get in bed for 11, probably asleep by 12, I've got to be up at six, you've not got enough sleep. So just make sure that that's in your calendar or in your phone as when you go to bed each night. Switching off all technical devices an hour before bed massively helps because if our brain is too stimulated, then we're not ready for sleep. We're ready for the brain to get into action again. So just turn everything off and get yourself into a lovely, comfortable position. Make sure your room is at a correct temperature. If your heating's been on in the day and it's been on in your bedroom, make sure you've switched it off probably an hour before bed. It needs to be chilly enough for you to feel like under the covers is comfortable and out of bed is a little bit chilly. That's the best temperature that you can have. When our room is too hot, then again, it can hinder the sleep. So um, just make sure that your room is at the right temperature. So if in your, on your action list, it could say switch off heating at eight o'clock. That could be on your action points. Clean your mind before bed by writing everything down. I do this religiously because I am one person that like I'll have a million ideas in my head. One, if I don't write them down, the brain fog gets me. I don't remember it. Or um, two, um, I just lie awake all night thinking about it and going through every single scenario of every which way I could do it in my own head. But if I've written it down, somehow it kind of gets it off my brain and it's on the on the paper and not in my head. So give that one that could be on your action point list. And just make sure that your room is dark enough. Again, once we have so too much light coming in, it can stop us going to sleep. Even the red dot on the telly can be a hindrance. So make sure that you've switched your, your telly. If you've got a telly in your bedroom, if you've switched it off, make sure it's switched off at the mains and not just on standby. Infertility. The only action point I can give you for this is to find the right specialist that can help you best. I'm not going to go through any other point than that because I think it takes a specialist area to do this. Where I would probably look is obviously doctors. That's probably the first place I'd start. But people like acupuncturists, I know these reflexologists that are um, qualified in this area. So just have a little research into that. That can be on your action points if you are sadly having infertility problems. Just write that on your list to find the person that will help you the best and, um, and make sure that you do follow that up and make sure that you're getting the right help. Low mood, again, the nutrition point of the gut, gut-brain axis, um, have a look into gut health and find out where you may need some help. Tracking your cycle, it's been there for most of these, but it just does help with that um, PMS, know when um, you're coming on, know when you need to take the rest, know when you need to do all the rest of it, because that in turn will help with the mood. You can also make provisions for it, letting the people know around you that maybe your mood's going to drop. I know at the minute with my husband, my mood has been, it's been better actually lately, but um, a little while ago, it was a little bit off. So I just said, you're going to have to bear with me while I get these balances right again, because um, it was throwing me. So um, I'd made him aware that my mood was off and he needed to tread carefully. Um, so yeah, just make those around you aware that your mood might be a little bit off and just not to push your buttons, basically. Um, know where your stress is at. So again, um, pinpoint specific problems that you might need to talk to somebody professional about or know where you need to work on 
that's that can be on your action plan and make sure that you are dealing with that stress when stress is left untended to that's when the problems start to build and build and build and that's where we get into more and more pain more and more brain fog rest of it's all a big spiral out of control so knowing where your stress is at knowing what you can do to help it or reaching out to somebody who will Okay, I'm coming to the final point is dizziness and fainting. Again, start with nutrition. That that has got to be on your action point. Are you lacking in iron? Talk to your doctor, making that or her um, do some tests for you. Make sure that you're not lacking in that iron. Are you eating enough? Again, everybody knows my story that back in the day I had um, bulimia and anorexia. And a lot of my fainting, yes, was due to endometriosis due to do with endometriosis but it was all a lot to do with me not eating enough or not having the right nutrients basically I'd pass out quite easily low blood pressure pass out easily again a lot of women with endo do have low blood pressure so just be very careful of that make sure that you are eating correctly eating enough and um, just looking after yourself basically if you're losing a lot of blood um, again make an appointment with a doctor I can't give you any pointers on that Um, But an action point could be to make an appointment with a doctor, talk this through, and then they can give you something to help you with that. Um, I know methanamic acid is one thing that they prescribe to help thin the blood if it's um, too heavy. Um, Again, don't suffer with this in silence. Just reach out and get the help that you need. And then again, last but not least, tracking your cycle and know where you need to make provisions. Um, Know when you're prone to the the dizziness the most again there might be a pattern it might be in the run-up to the period that you, you start fainting it might be during the period that you start fainting but just make these provisions you know don't be um putting in your diary to going out to a big party when you're on your period if you know you're prone to fainting because you know lots of people crowded room hot room um it could be that that will bring it on a lot more so just be aware of your surroundings be aware of your diary be aware of your cycle and that's it for the action point so I hope you got some good pointers out of that and that you know exactly now where you're going to start with helping yourself with endometriosis if you're early on in your journey and you've just been diagnosed and you're having all of these problems and don't know where to start then really do do this exercise in pinpointing where you need to concentrate on first and then make clear action points to know where you're going to go with this um, don't leave it untreated. Don't just like go with the flow. Don't just um, leave it up to the doctor because only he can, he or her, keeps in he because my doctor's a he, but he or her can help you with um, the medical aspects of it. It can help to refer you to gynecologists and help you to get the medical help. But in the everyday life of what we go through, there are other things that we can be doing too. So just make sure that you're giving yourself the best fighting chance possible. So thank you very much, listeners, for listening to this episode. I hope you've got clear set goals now for 2022 that will help you push forward and really get on top of your condition. Again, thanks for listening. And I look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Endo Matters. Thanks for listening to Endo Matters. I've been Michelle Brooks from Desired Physique. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, please drop me a message on Facebook or Instagram or email me at info at If you like what you've heard and have found the information useful, please subscribe to the podcast on the platform you are listening to. Also, if you have enjoyed the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts.
Endo Matters is recorded and produced by Strength in Media.